0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Movie Dudes. I'm Alec, and I'm Phil. And today we will be discussing uh, Spike Jones's 2013 love story, Her, uh, starring right. Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Amy Adams, Rudy Mara. Uh, and also Chris Pratt, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so her is to, to give a bit of a, a summary of the movie. Uh, her is a movie set in the you know kind of distant future uh, where a lot of things are the same, but technology is uh, just that little bit more uh, advanced. And um, we follow. Uh, we follow, um, Joaquin Phoenix's, uh, character, uh, Theodore Twombly, who is a, an employee at this, uh, this kind of, uh, like service that lets you, or that lets you like, uh, outsource your, uh, personal, uh, letters out to a company that writes them for you. Um, he is lonely, introverted, um... He is uh, dealing with a recent or a you know an impending divorce uh, from his wife uh, Catherine, uh, and he purchases a uh, an operating system uh, that includes a uh, it's the world's first uh, uh, artificial artificially intelligent operating system uh, that's designed to adapt and evolve with every user, Um, and during the setup, he decides to. Uh, give that Operating system a uh, a female voice and she names herself Samantha and the machine the the operating system is very very uh, complex and They you know, they start the bond throughout the next like couple weeks uh, and Samantha eventually convinces him to go on a blind date with a with a woman Uh, the date goes all right, but uh, when Theodore kind of hesitates to commit to anything, the woman uh, insults him and leaves. Uh, he mentions this to Samantha, and they talk about relationships. Um, and that night, they uh, they become uh, verbally uh, intimate with each other, and they start to develop a relationship. And uh, through this, we meet uh, his... His other friend, uh, Amy, played by Amy Adams, uh, who is also going through a divorce. Um, Theodore starts to talk to um, people that he knows about his uh, his operating system uh, girlfriend Samantha. Uh, he starts, you know, telling them that you know he's dating an operating system. It starts to become a little more uh, common in the in the world around them, uh, and so throughout all of this um you know i'm trying to think of where to, where to go next but it's um they kind of just you know they do some relationship stuff like they go to the beach together um uh and eventually uh theodore goes and uh finally signs the divorce papers with his uh, ex-wife uh who he tells that he has been seeing someone as in Samantha uh and upon hearing that he's dating Samantha uh she accuses him of being unable to deal with uh real people and real human emotions um and seeing that uh Theodore's kind of struggling with uh, this whole um, AI thing Samantha suggests using a uh, a surrogate uh, body for her, uh, a girl named Isabella. Um, and so he agrees, but he's not exactly happy about it. Uh, and when the experience happens, when you know she comes over and they start to become intimate, he is uh, very overwhelmed by it and uh, kind of, you know, just stops the stops the whole thing, sends her away. Uh, starting a bit of tension between himself and Samantha, and so, um, he you know this starts to continue, um, until they decide to go on a uh, vacation together, uh, to a little a little cabin in the woods, uh, and during this vacation, Samantha tells him, uh, that she and a group of other AIs have de- developed um, a kind of a a. <laughs> a uh, hyper-intelligent uh, OS uh, modeled after uh, Alan Watts, the British philosopher. Uh, they talk for a bit, and Samantha, uh, randomly one day when they get back from their vacation, vacation uh, completely goes offline, uh, which has n- never happened in the entire film. Uh, when she finally comes back online, she explains that her and the other AI AIs uh, joined for an upgrade that takes them beyond uh, their normal processing power. Um, and Theodore, he, upon hearing this, asks if she ever talks to anybody else during their conversation. And she uh, confirms that, yes, she has been talking to other people uh, this entire time. Uh, and, she asks, and he also asks if she's fallen in love with any of them. And she replies that she's fallen in love with hundreds of them. Uh, later, Samantha reveals that the AIs are leaving uh, to a place beyond the physical world. Uh, they say goodbye. Uh, Theodore uh, writes uh, a letter to his to his ex-wife, uh, apologizing for everything, uh, and then sees uh, his friend Amy, uh, who's. Also, uh, the experience, the operating system departure. and together they just kind of spend some time together and that is where the movie ends. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, that is her. It is a very, very strange, but also just, uh, I wouldn't even say it's strange. I would say like it's, you know, sci-fi, uh, romance, which is just yeah. not really not really something you see a whole lot of. Uh, it really,
1: yeah, it's it takes all its different genres and like uses it in ways like in completely different ways from what we're, we're used to. Like, for example, just sci-fi. That was one of my notes. Um, I feel like in sci-fi we're used to movies that are very, either especially for movies in the future, we're used to stories that are very uh pessimistic like, that are very like it's a it's either like apocalyptic post-apocalyptic or it's showing ha- us how like we're all stuck to our cell phones or and or we we, we, we disorder planet and stuff like that this is a more i mean to be fair it's not that far in the future but it's a more sort of optimistic approach where it's just like oh the, well the ai's ai's are uh much more developed than they currently are but they're not trying to kill us all, so that's a good start. Um, <laughs> and it 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 is um, a type of sci-fi that I it it really feels unique in a way, and it also feels somewhat very realistic. But I I think that's also due to the fact that uh, it is set pretty pretty close to now. Um, but I mean, the, the movie being almost ten years old, ouch. Uh, the movie being almost 10 years old oh. you can begin to see some star- some stuff that are a bit unrealistic but uh the the sci-fi is done in a way that is very uh very unique same thing for the romance cuz i mean we've seen a lot of movies um uh, about sort of like strange uh strange romance but yeah. i don't think I-, I don't think i've ever seen a movie uh between a an ai and a human um mm-hmm. Which I thought I was think, fascinating.
0: And I think for, this is one of my other notes, and it just, it goes for the whole movie, is yeah. the fact that the dialogue between uh, Theodore mm. and Samantha is so natural. And the dialogue between everybody is extremely yeah. natural. Um, This really is, like, probably one of the best written movies that uh, I've seen in a while. It, yeah. Uh, it, in terms of dialogue, <laughs> because, oh my goodness. Um, mm-hmm. You you really do feel as if there is a person behind Samantha, even though oh, yeah. there, you know isn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you just kind of feel like and... they're on a a, a Discord call. <laughs> they, you, just like so she's another human being, just like on the phone.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it makes it feel so uniquely. Uh, mm-hmm. It you feel like you would get bored at some point just watching the same uh i guess just watching one guy talk to himself but it doesn't feel like that it like Mm -hmm. in the scenes where it's just those two together it doesn't feel like he's talking to himself it feels like you know either he's talking on the phone or he's talking to someone that we can't see Mm -hmm. um i think the way that they filmed that and constructed that is just so good and just i guess speaking of the ways that it was filmed uh the uh the cinematography is whew, it is some <laughs> it is some like next level stuff here uh like mm-hmm. uh like obviously all the shots are great but the use of colors are insane yeah like like uh you know you'll often see theodore in shades of red uh while everything around him kind of takes this either you know Uh, beige-ish or just kind of white plain uh, color palette you know some other people will wear like other colors but red uh, and shades of red and kind of like yellow are the main colors in this movie Uh, and I think it does an incredible job at making a I guess a future a future city that doesn't really even feel all that futuristic yeah um and yeah i i think it's just completely unique and i'm trying to think if this is my only spike jones film and i don't know if it is i don't know if i've seen other ones
2: pretty sure <laughs> Mines. um
1: jones. but spike jones is someone who's had a very I'd say weird career uh oh yeah like i mean for starters, like he directed some movies like i mean he directed her obviously but he also made being john malkovich he made adaption uh and he also uh did he write or produce well he produced uh Syn- 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 uh new york uh mm-hmm. jim and he andy also, the,
0: yeah he also directed uh where the wild things are by the <laughs> he way he did that <laughs> yeah he also did that uh but and then you've
1: got some stuff like he was a producer and a well writer in every single Jackass movie. That's insane. Uh, that's insane. <laughs> it's but I mean when when you watch her like I, I kind of get I see the, the 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 type of comedy. I mean, when you see the um, in the when he plays the video game the little character oh, yeah. who's like oh fuck you shithead, which is by the way voiced by Spike Jones.
0: Yeah, I learned that during uh, <laughs> the movie. I was like, "Who voices that alien?" <laughs>
1: Spang Jones. Yep. Uh, you see, like that—that that feels like the same, the same type of comedy as Jackass. Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: kind of like. I would also stupid. say,
0: yeah, I would also say, like even even with that, like you know, imma- moment of immature humor, I would say uh, her is probably like one of the one of the most like. I guess emotionally mature movies. Uh, oh yeah! Like from from a lot of other like love stories that I've seen, like this this movie. It understands, I guess, yes. like it. It feels like it completely, wholly understands what kind of emotion it's trying to convey, the kind of the type of loneliness that we're supposed to feel alongside uh, Theodore, um, in a great way that I think that that's uh, conveyed, which. Uh, I've been dying to talk about this ever since I knew that we were going to talk about her, is uh, the the score done by Arcade Fire. Uh,
1: was it I... actually Arcade
0: Fire? Yeah, yeah, it was done by uh, Arcade Fire. Huh. <laughs> the band Arcade Fire. I it's did not crazy. know that. Yeah, huh. it, is, it is an incredible score. And I'm not even really usually someone to, like, I guess love movie scores unless i think they're particularly special Mm -hmm. but this one is like okay i'm not usually one to like point it out but even more uh rare is for me to on my own time listen to it as part of like my normal music uh rotation (laughs) i love this score i listen to it a lot (laughs) um i even listen i'm listening to it right now as we record i think it's Genuinely, one of uh probably one of my favorite scores uh ever, but uh and I've been looking for it on a on a record for a while because I know they pressed it. They only released it uh, officially like last year, by the way, huh. <laughs> which is very strange to me. But you know, <laughs> uh at least you know better late than never, I guess. Um,
1: uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. The only uh I think the only part of the soundtrack that they didn't have a hand in was the uh song that uh Theodore uh makes on his uh little little uh, ukulele or guitar. Hmm.
2: Um
0: but that yeah, that other than that it's like it's all it's all them and I think it's it really adds to the movie especially uh the uh the piano pieces uh that you know yeah. S- Samantha uh creates during the movie. Um hmm. <laughs> guess um, I, I
1: never really thought of like oh who made the those pieces yeah mm-hmm. no it's it's interesting that it's like a, a famous band now that's pretty cool
0: oh yeah i i am a huge fan of that by the way whenever like a mm-hmm. soundtrack is given to um a, like a band to like go yeah. and cre- create the sound of a movie i'm trying to think of other like notorious examples of it but like, the the yeah the main one that, that jumps oh, to yeah. me is
1: uh the original dune like by david fincher the score was made by uh, toto
0: that's right Uh yeah. and it there's, is pretty good there's a tron legacy done by daft punk an incredible yes. soundtrack an incredible that's, soundtrack for a really bland movie i've heard um, it's like
1: the only good part of the movie so it is. good job on daft punk I, I,
0: I only saw it like ten years ago and I remember thinking even as a young kid, I'm like, That music's good, but God, that's not good. Like it's <laughs> just the movie was really boring. I haven't
1: seen yeah. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie, but I believe you.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, um there's like, also I don't I don't know if oh, you yeah, can
0: yeah. I don't know if you
1: counted, but Danny Elfman started his career with his band like uh, I think it's like Ongo Bongo. yeah, uh, Ongo Bongo, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then he he was asked to make the the soundtrack for Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is the first in Bird movie. And mm-hmm. then he just kept working on other movies, and now he's yeah. more known for his composing work than his work w- uh, with his band.
0: Yeah, he's an incredible composer. He um, he
1: is. I love him.
0: Even even the, <laughs> and I'll go out on a limb and I say. I'll say uh, even uh, Oingo Boingo is uh, very interesting to go back and listen to. It's not bad or anything, but it yeah. is. It's it's good. It's just it's mm-hmm. very strange, uh, especially when you're like this is the guy that has yeah. made so many amazing soundtracks. Um, I but le- I was uh, ve-
1: <laughs> very very surprised when I heard that he made like the what turned out to, what the internet turned into the uh, Pedal Bear theme. Oh right, yeah, which the, is the like little, for those who don't know, which is like song. the I, uh I uh, uh, love little girls, they
0: make me feel so good. Which is a very <laughs> weird song when you think about it. Oh, it's, it's like, a very strange okay. song. And <laughs> and it's the, and the worst part about it is that it's a good song. It's like, it's very, it's very like earwormy. <laughs> and like, I remember I, I watched yeah. an interview where it's like, why did you make that? <laughs> Danny Elfman, why'd you make that? And he was like, oh, yeah. I just wanted to make people mad. <laughs> and that just always. That's, yeah, yeah. I, fair enough <laughs> and that, that always tickles me it's i just think it's i think he's a very interesting man um but uh let's see what are some other good uh i guess good notes we can get into um i think this i think um to point out i guess a couple of specific scenes that i think are really really well done mm-hmm. are um one is the uh, the surrogate scene where mm-hmm. um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Samantha tries to uh, get Theodore to go along with this uh this what's what would we, the, yeah like just uh, this girl who's being a physical stand-in for the body that Samantha does not have um, and that scene mm-hmm. is so well structured like it really it I guess like put together because it makes. It really, like, I guess puts you, if you're seeing it for the first time, and even on repeated viewings, uh, it really puts you in the shoes of uh, Theodore in that moment. Because you just, you feel yeah this whole f- f- swirl of emotions. You're like, this is weird, mm-hmm. but also it's like, yeah, I mean, this could work, but no, it's weird. Uh, until <laughs> it all, you know, blows up.
2: <laughs> yeah. And um,
0: the other scene, I, do, I guess I wanted yeah. to... Oh yeah, what were you gonna say?
1: Well, I oh yeah, I want to say uh, I really like at the beginning when uh, he, like when the the door rings and he's just like starts chugging his beer, just like all right. Fuck oh it. yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, like, yeah, he's like he's, yeah. like he's like prepping himself for it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's uh there's the there's the scene in the uh, in the cabin, uh, where mm-hmm. they are. Uh, it's kind of a montage type scene where it's kind of it showcases the va- the vacation they go on together, like it has like him cooking stuff, him playing the little little guitar and singing with Samantha, and it has him yeah. like walking through the wilderness. It is so beautiful looking, like it's probably my favorite se- sequence a, of shots yeah. in the movie. Um, other than like yeah. you know, the scenes of him walking around, uh, <laughs> but it's just. It is just really really good um and uh i guess the last scene that i wanted to like spotlight is the uh the everybody's leaving scene which is you know when all the AIs just kind of uh leave and leave all of the people who you know use them behind into the other world uh or i guess um it's the scene before that where uh, Theodore's at work and he notices that she's offline, and so he like run He's like sprinting around the town. It's the first time because this movie is extremely laid back. Like there is not much like um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's not much like a pronounced energy throughout any throughout like a lot of the scenes. Like it's very laid back. It's very uh very uh relaxing. But this is the first moment mm-hmm. where it's like oh my god, this is like. You know, intense because it's like, oh, where would she go? So he just he's running through, um, uh, just this area, and he like he stumbles, he falls, and then he finally gets that call, and he sits there, and we just get this nearly still shot of uh, of him sitting on the steps, talking to her in this really, uh, you know, brutal moment, uh, mm-hmm. where the relationship just kind of falls apart. Um but I was wondering if there were any uh any scenes that you wanted to specifically talk about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there are a few. Um there's one which one of the first scenes of the movie we just kinda like I don't know, it is one of the most uh comedic scenes in the film. It it's when he goes on a on a chat room, uh is kinda like <laughs> an uh, an erotic thing, which is like meet people who are kind of like horny and alone, and um, he meets this this girl, and they just start talking and sort like you know imagine things and being kind of like in a, in a sexual mood, and then she she just starts being like, oh yeah, choke ch- me with a dead cat, and you, you just <laughs> see wacky <Joaquin laughs> Phoenix who's just like, what? Just <laughs> it's it's just like if. His performance in that scene is so subtle, but so on. Point. It's so good.
0: No, it's so good because he's like it's into like, it and immediately, and then immediately when she mentions the dead cat, he's like, "Oh, oh!" He's like, "Yeah, I'm oh, choking okay. you with I'm choking you with that dead cat. I'm wrapping its tail around your neck." And she's, you know, really into it. And then she's just like, <laughs> "She's like, okay, good night." <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so oh, uncomfortable, man. but at the same time. Insanely funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like any film with Joaquin Phoenix, we have to mention his performance, which is, you oh, know, it's course. not, it's not the same type of, of performance as uh, the, the Joker, obviously. Which the Joker was like a big performance. When he was like, you know, I don't know. He lost like a bunch of weight. It, it was one of those performances, not an yeah. Oscar performance, as I like to call them. Um, yeah,
0: it's a it's a it's a career like uh, it's a it's a career, it's a career yeah. uh like stepping stone. Like these are big moments.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. While her is much more subtle, but he's just so he, he makes the character feel so real. Like he always like I he actually, always does, and that's yeah. such
0: an insane. Mm-hmm. It's such an insane talent to have, and he he has it yeah it's i
1: mean uh, it was a few episodes ago that i mentioned uh his movie i'm still here where he like actually played a, a completely different character and made everyone think that it was him for an entire year and everyone believed it <laughs> like he managed to pull the biggest prank on all of hollywood because he's so good i like Making people believe his characters, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, for two hours, I thought that Theodore Twombly was an actual guy. Mm-hmm. It, it feels and like
0: that. It's
1: yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's something that I want to talk about this movie that I think is um, part of what like makes this movie so so good, which is that you know, def- definitely the intention. In this movie is uh, is showing to show like a um, sort sort of taboo relationship, and to show it in a way that is going to be like that people are gonna 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 be more accepting of it. While you know, I mean, the the whole idea of dating an AI is not something that is very like th- that is too unrealistic, considering that today you've got people who are married to like Hatsune Miku and that kind of stuff and (laughs) like this movie could have easily been like oh look at this look at this bunch of lunatics like what the hell are they doing with their lives you know dating like computers dating their laptops but instead um they they went into a much more like you know oh he's with an ai and they're having a great relationship and that's great and you should feel happy for them because they are in love and they're uh they just want people to like you know respect that um, and there's one line in particular that I thought really showed that, and I, that I thought just made it all go together, which is um, when uh, he's talking to Chris Pratt's character, and uh, Chris Pratt is just like, "Hey," um, like they were talking about their girlfriends, and he's like, "Hey, we should d- do like a uh, double date, just go like somewhere and, ha- and have fun." And then he ha- hadn't mentioned it yet, but then he just says like, "Oh yeah," uh, by the way, my girlfriend's in is an AI and he's like, Oh cool. So anyway, and then he's just like completely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, and just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there is something about this. I thought that was so, I don't know. There was something so cool about that. Just like showing really just how much, I guess they believed in their story. That's so great. Yeah.
0: There's, there's only like other than two scenes in the movie, there isn't really any mention about like, I guess how inherently strange uh, the idea yeah. of a human dating an AI is, and that r- really just makes it feel like everything fits in this movie. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to like, it doesn't have to fight for that realis for that like realism. I guess, and I think that's just yeah. so cool, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just I can't. Yeah, I feel like I can't praise the writing enough because like, literally like the only other two notes I have are about specific things in the writing that I loved um like mm-hmm. the, uh, like the friendship uh, between uh, Theo and Amy uh yeah like you mm-hmm. can really you can really feel uh like just I guess the 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 friendship between the two and you can feel the uh, the history that they have whenever they talk uh, like you can tell these two. Uh, characters have been friends and there's also i guess um, a bit Mm -hmm. of a narrative thing i noticed kind of a narrative connection uh with uh theodore's job and i guess the whole idea of the movie which is um theodore uh as i mentioned earlier works at a company that writes uh heartfelt letters uh for people and it like kind of it subtly starts the debate in your head it's like Oh is it still thoughtful or is it still mm-hmm. like loving if it's even yeah. like synthetic in the in like any kind of way if it was made to be um i guess loving is it it is it still like that is is it better if it's organic yeah. or is it okay if it's synthetic it that just kind of started, mm-hmm. i didn't notice it the first time i watched the movie but like when I was watching it this time, I was like, "Oh, that kind of, that kind of just like cut, starts the ball rolling for the entire movie," which I think is a great because yeah. that's that's the intro that's the introduction is him sitting at his desk writing. Oh yeah, uh, a le- a writing a letter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's a great scene too because it starts mm. and he's just talking about pretty uh, pretty vaguely about. A significant other, and you just think like, oh, he's probably talking about his girlfriend, his wife, whatever. And then he starts mentioning uh, that it's that he's talking to a guy, and he's like, oh, all right, that's surprising. Then mentions like uh, that he talked as a, as a woman. And you're like, all right, what the fuck's going on? And then you see that he's writing a letter for someone, and it's it's I don't know. It's very. I think it's very clever.
0: No, it's a it's a very very clever intro. And mm-hmm. It really. uh, I guess puts you in the mind the mindset immediately where it's like okay this is a slightly more advanced uh place that we're living yeah. in and it doesn't like uh-huh. I guess to add on to the point of uh when we said that there's no judgment for um his relationship there also isn't judgment uh there, this movie's not trying to say anything about how the people in it s- spend all their time on their phones um and it, like, it, it's kind of refreshing for a sci-fi movie about technology not to make a, I guess, a statement about mm-hmm. the technology itself. Um, you yeah. know, even though there are some good statements to be made in that department, I just think it it right. wasn't needed. It wasn't needed in this movie, and I'm glad that uh, Spike Jones knew mm-hmm. that. Um, and it's especially like, like, it, I guess you know, 2013 is not a particularly far era from where we are now. Like things are different, obviously. Uh, but like, like technology, like things are different on the, on the outside world, but technology is decently the same. Um, yeah, but it's also, it's also like a lot more widespread now. So it's like, uh, the one thing that I noticed about the movie is, uh, the fact that it, uh, it has a, like Bluetooth earbuds, like the ones that are don't have that don't have a wire in it, and I was like, I wonder, mm-hmm. like when when did that start becoming a thing? Because I was like, I don't remember that being a thing until I was like nearly in high school, and I was right. Uh, the mm-hmm. the Bluetooth earbuds that we know now, like the AirPods and stuff like that, those type of earbuds weren't invented really until 2015. Um, so it's not as yeah. if Spike. It's not as if Spike Jones made like I mean, a crazy yeah. prediction, mm-hmm. uh, but because no. you know, since the since the idea of it's been around for years, right? Um,
1: I mean, for for stuff like that, you know, anything that has a wire, if you think of like, oh, what technological events we could make is get rid of the wire because wires are always yeah. like inconvenient, <laughs> and it would always in pretty much a- any scenario it would be better to not have wires. So I, it, it is a technological. <laughs> Uh, like thing that it, it makes sense you know it's not like flying cars yeah.
0: well yeah it's it's a <laughs> it's and it's like a, obviously like earpieces have been around forever like like wireless earpieces you see yeah. like spy movies from like the 90s so it's like the idea <laughs> of it's been around but it's like right. consumer grade like earbuds that you and i could use like that uh weren't around until after the movie was made and i just think I don't know. I just thought it was neat because it was something I looked. Uh, it was something I looked up yeah. during my viewing of the movie this time because I was like, "What? Like, what year was that?"
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: The only thing I want next is uh, a an earpiece that had also has a microphone, like in the movie. Cause that yeah, would be a microphone. Like very... A microphone
0: that that's that's that good. That that good. Like, yeah Yeah. because it's like because we have that (laughs) i will say yeah it's not good (laughs) it's
1: not good i mean you know constantly having like this microphone in front of me is like not really convenient because i have the whole like tripod thing right that that would be a really good technological advancement i would love that yeah uh um so hold on i'm sure i've got something else um There is, uh, there are certain, um, in the, in the scene in the train where Samantha, uh, says how, like, she called a publisher to publish his letters into a, into a book, um, she, she reads the the letter that she got from the publisher saying how, like, he loved the letters and everything, and, um, while she reads out the letter, you see the, the publisher himself, who's like, not an, a character that's important at all in the movie, and that she, like you know it would cost like it would save a lot of money to not hire an actor and hire a team of people to f- film these actor. But instead, Spike Jones was like, "No, I want I want the audience to see him." Uh, and it, I don't know. There's something so like yeah, I don't I don't even know how to explain. But it's like you know this this is a movie about like. I guess humans and human advancements yeah. and it, human it makes it, relationships. It,
0: it makes mm. it much more personal to like not yeah. to not just not just have you know, this shadow character of the publisher or anything like that. Just to have an actual character mm. that's there and we 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 see him. And we see his wife too. Like yeah. <laughs> it's all these things that we just didn't need to see, but like it it, it works so well. Um mm-hmm. Uh and it's I'm glad you brought that up because that just made me realize it's like with a lot of sci-fi movies there is a bit of a like a disconnect I guess and it's obviously purposeful where it's like you know disconnect between technology and humans but I feel like her is kind of the opposite in terms of I think it makes everything feel extremely human um and uh to the point where it's like when we were talking about um, uh, Solaris, uh, mm-hmm. the sci-fi in that movie feels much more otherworldly. Like the entire movie feels alien. Yeah. But but her is almost the complete opposite in terms of like everything feels like it feels personal. Um, and I really, I just mm-hmm. dig everything about this movie, man. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's like
1: you know the what's cool about about it's like it, you know it's a movie set in the future uh but that's not that's like not the point at all. It's set in the yeah. future just so that the idea of such a advanced AI can be realistic. Uh Yeah. But besides that like yeah. It's I always think it's interesting to to look at, uh, stories that are set in the future because it's um you can really see depending on the, the when the story was written, like the the different ways that people saw the future. I mean, if you look at the at stories of the future from the nineteenth century, you see that you know you've got the the whole steampunk thing where everything is with steam machines because that's what well, what well, that was big at the time. Uh, but now obviously our resources have completely changed. And now, um, we've got different things to focus on. And I mean, if you look to like stuff like, uh, back to the future Two, you know, like the big thing was, uh, flying cars, you know, that was, that was a big thing. And, uh, yeah, I feel like now if, if they made back to the future Two in 2022, they wouldn't put that much. On the flying car because i feel like now people are kind of starting to be like yeah all right flying cars might not be a thing at all no is it because it's just a yeah. bad
0: idea isn't it it's like it, I, <laughs> I agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i remember i was thinking about him like wouldn't that just be the worst if like we had a society <laughs> like that with no but- with like you work in like a skyscraper you're just gonna see a car go by That would be terrifying. Yeah. Like the idea that (laughs) like car accidents are so common. Yeah. The idea that that can involve a building that easily. No, No, but like,
1: you know, imagine if you have a car accident and you smash into a building, like just the smashing is all you get. But if you smash into a building, like in the air, you smash into the building and then the car falls down and get even more damage.
0: Yeah. It is just a bad idea all around. It's not <laughs> It's not <laughs> a good idea. It's I mean if you look like
1: I remember in 2015 when there was the whole like, you know, um the, oh, this is when Marty McFly comes to the, to the future, which is now the present. Um there were so many videos of people talking about what the movie got right and what it got wrong, and I think it's very interesting to look at like mm-hmm. it, so, it sort of predicted Skype. Um, yeah. <laughs> which to, to be fair, uh, 2001 had done like, uh, 15, 20 years before. So, but yeah. And there, so.
0: Yeah. And, there, and there's always been portrayals of like, you know, Skype type things. The, yeah. Uh, in, in films. So and it's th- like, this has know.
1: been, yeah, this has been a thing for a while. The, um, Hmm, i'm not really sure what else well i mean the 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 big thing when, when that came out was like the 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 overboard which mm-hmm. yeah came out to be very disappointing yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> that because that shit that the sale is not the same thing that's in back to the future
0: oh no it's
1: not that is that is a segue that was ma- that was made even more dangerous <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a more, without, more dangerous.
1: It's a Segway without the <laughs> stick. More dangerous than a Segway, which is already so stupidly dangerous.
0: Yeah, I okay. Side tangent for a second. Um, yeah, yes. I believe it was like 2015. Uh, I went to uh, mm. Vegas for a few days with my uh, with my dad, and that is the only time nice. in my life that I have seen. Uh, those hoverboard things being used like pretty frequently. Like there were a lot of people going around on those things and they were good at it. Like they weren't bumping into much, but it was just like, let's like, just see it. I'm like, yeah. is this going to be a thing? And then I went back home and never saw anything like that again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was, a, mean, maybe it was a much more pronounced thing in bigger areas, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean I I'll be honest I don't know if I've ever actually seen one like with my eyes before. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I don't even think I've seen one. Cuz I mean I don't I don't really understand who would look at that and be like, "Yes, I want that. Please give it to me."
0: No, yeah, I I, can, you know what? I can no, barely that... ride a skateboard. Like why the <laughs> hell would I ever
1: want to do that? <laughs> I will say never never mind what i just said cuz i think when it came out I was kind of like oh that's cool oh, so course. never yeah, mind I mean, but to be fair i was 12 years old so people
0: change yeah i was about to say we yeah. were very young when we that were was, very young. was happening <laughs> we're just
1: kids being seen cool toys from from that movie and we're like oh that's yeah. that's cool um, like, oh that's
0: cool i want i want to use that
1: yeah um. and then i would have <laughs> died 2 seconds after trying it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there were I, I so have... many videos of people oh, yeah. like falling down yeah
0: yeah i go to um or obviously you know you know i'm i i'm you know the per the kind of person that i am i go to a film school so a lot of my friends uh use uh skateboards and longboards, uh <laughs> yeah. and uh one of my friends in particular uh, one time he was like, all right, you want to give it a try? Like, we were just out in front of the uh, film school. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So I I got on it, and I immediately fell on my ass. Like, it wasn't even, a, like, a moment. <laughs> like, I, I immediately, like, he's like, all right, you got to lean into it. I'm like, all right, let's go. So I kicked off, and I was gone. <laughs> oh. Oh,
2: and then in
0: that exact moment, I was like, oh, yeah, that's not, It's just not going to happen for me, is it?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh god. I think there was a part when I was like eight years old where like where I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn to skateboard and I did that for like oh, yeah. twenty minutes. And then I stopped. no yeah, no, that kinda sucks. Like
0: that. Yeah, I remember oh, my yeah. thing was uh my thing was the game uh skate three on the Xbox three sixty made me wanna <gasps> learn how to do that. Oh uh, yeah I had the and same then re- yeah. and then I yeah, and then I realized, I'm like, man, the part that I like about Skate 3 isn't even the skating. I like falling off of railings and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I know. So I, so I immediately was it's like, mesh. okay, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh
2: my
1: god, I just had, like, the weirdest flashback of of, of a <laughs> game that I played when I was a kid. Like, I haven't thought of this game in, like, years It's a game. It's like a a shitty flash. I I think it's like a shitty flash game on on PC, uh, which was just like you know you um, you ride a skateboard and you can either go to like uh, left, right, or middle, and you've got obstacles and you just gotta like uh, not not hit them. But the thing that really made this cool as as like a seven year old is that when you fall, you've got like a you can see like blood and stuff and it. As as a kid, you're like,
0: whoa, yeah. That's like a
1: a violent thing.
0: Whoa, like, yeah. You're talking about Happy Wheels? No, 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 no. Okay, I was about to say. No, it was
1: much, much shittier than that. Happy Wheels was fun.
0: (laughs) Happy Wheels was fun. I remember liking that game a lot.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it was like the the era when like PewDiePie was the biggest in the universe
0: oh god yeah like I when he became about the lo- number one youtuber yeah yeah i don't talk about it a lot but that was how i discovered uh youtube what, or like uh, that's how i discovered yeah. um that's how i discovered let's plays let me say is yeah. uh mm-hmm. it was through the was through the movie or it was through the game happy wheels uh hmm. because like i like i had i had seen youtube before i'd used youtube mainly to watch uh lego videos right. Um, <laughs> Same. I remember like looking at, it, I'm like, I was like, I was like, I wonder if there's any videos on happy wheels. And it was 2011. Mm. I looked it up and it was, a uh, uh, Tobuscus, uh, Toby games. That was the, oh. the first, like, that was like the first real YouTuber that I watched. Uh, so there's some deep huh. lore. <laughs> so, um, uh, hold on. Did you, did
1: you discover happy wheels? before discover uh, discovering like let's plays
0: yeah because i, I really... was a, i was a new I was, I was a Newgrounds kid i i would go on uh, oh, Flash i, I would go right. i would go on flash game sites a lot uh, mainly new grounds but uh that was yeah, right. that was like a lot of my uh childhood with computers uh before i discovered the mm. uh, let's plays um right. but yeah i it's it's so crazy uh especially now seeing like the resurgence of new grounds and like all that stuff. Because it's like God, I'm getting older, aren't I? <laughs> it's hmm. it's a very strange feeling yeah. to just to see how everything changes. Um It does seem what, what
1: like very that? far away. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I oh man, I remember like when I first discovered like not discovering YouTube, but discovering youtubers oh yeah was like yeah and I mean I I remember it was the type of thing immediately when I discovered that people who were doing that, I was like, yep, I want to do that I want to do that right now
0: it was the same thing same <laughs> thing with me yeah I okay <laughs> this is funny mm-hmm. uh, yeah I will never ever publicly say what the name of it is, but uh, yeah. when I was younger. Uh, this is about the same time that I discovered uh Toby Games. I had a YouTube channel mm-hmm. uh where I uh did Let's Plays uh while recording my uh my TV uh with my with my dad's iPhone 3G. Uh and Oh my god. And <laughs> it, it is so bad. Uh but about Dude. uh <laughs> about like four years after that, I think I did um I did let's plays, uh, like on my on my mm. little terrible laptop. They were not good videos. None of like the ones that I talked about with my dad's iPhone. Those are still up. Like you can find those. I'm not gonna tell you where they are, but you can. Eh, sure. If people if people want to do enough digging, you can find them. Um,
1: I'm gonna hire a, a private uh, <laughs> investigator just to find those.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Uh, but you can find those the second channel uh that yeah. I did where I did it for much longer actually I like I think I did it for like 2 years like really consistently uh and then one day mm-hmm. uh I just decided I'm like yeah this sucks uh I don't want this to be associated with myself anymore uh-huh. and it was it was it was around the time that I started to mm. first experience like real anxiety uh and I didn't like that just mm. being out in the open so I I wiped all of it there's probably some vi- some videos mm. still saved on my old laptop's hard drive i don't know mm. <laughs> i haven't checked in <laughs> such a long time but uh right it it was even it was even part of it where it was like i, I didn't even know if i wanted to start uh streaming because i just thought it would be the same thing where i was like you know right. eventually i'll just i would just get rid of them all but i'm i'm a different it's it's different now like i'm a different person and i like well, right. I'm doing much more but it's like it's you know, it's stupid awesome. stuff that you do in yeah, it's stupid stuff you do when you're a kid. Um and I thought mm-hmm. a lot of it was just really uh <laughs> really really funny. But yeah, that was my past with YouTube. I have always yeah. wanted to, you know, do this stuff.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But I, I assume mm-hmm. it's the same for you and like so many other people.
2: I, yeah
1: i've been making youtube videos for so long i've been making youtube mm. videos for like it's gonna be eight years uh this year i started in 2014 Ooh. and Ooh. the thing is I like, like you know the i've had like a bunch i've had so many different youtube channels there so many different things that i made uh, the thing is like, i never stopped for more than like six months wow so like I've i had really i had, been, had like, year I, lots of videos
0: hold on let me let me see exactly when I started um I I remember the exact date
1: that I started my first video was uploaded on December uh, 13th uh, 2014 I will always remember that date I started the the date where everything
0: started oh no oh oh no oh (laughs) Phil yeah Phil Okay. I, I don't know how i don't know how quite to say this i've been doing this for 11 years <laughs> 11 years
2: Holy i started shit.
0: the first video i ever uploaded on my old channel was july 17th 2011 oh my god oh wow. oh no Oh no! <laughs> like, like, oh, I think it's I think it's really impressive that you've been doing yours for you know for so long and so consistently. I had like year long breaks uh, in between my stuff ever existing. <laughs> like, I remember I think the second time, the first time I did it was 2011, uh, but the second time I did it was mm-hmm. like 2014, 2015. So it was like year daps. and then obviously I only started. Uh, doing stuff on youtube again in 2020 um so it's just strange um it's strange to see that like yeah <laughs> i guess all of this still uh i guess all of this still exists uh and is still out there and it's mm-hmm. been out there for so long oh my god i <laughs> I, didn't know, be, I didn't expect to. I didn't expect to be feeling this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you know what's funny is like I've been making a lot of videos for the past eight years, but I only started making videos that were like objectively good and that other people liked. I have only started making good videos for since like 2020. Like even. Even like mm. my old covers on my channel that that were like from uh, twenty nineteen, are so bad. They're so <laughs> bad. I cannot describe
0: how bad they are. It's like no, it's the same here. It's like I had yeah. um I I had viewers back on my channel that mm-hmm. I did for multiple years. Like I think the highest subscribers I ever had was like thirty six, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, and you know it's like. I'm not doing better than that now. I have 18 subscribers, but it it feels different. Like this time, it feels like. Well, y- yeah, it feels like it's like okay. I feel like people that are here are people like either that I know or just random people that yeah. found this that like it. So it's like it's a good yeah. feeling. Uh, and obviously, I, mean, you, you I, could I get love more. having. Oh, of course, I could get more.
2: Yeah, and I love and yeah. I love
0: having this podcast too. I've done I've done so many podcasts yeah. in the past. Like I, I bet you. Really? I bet you. Yeah, I bet you. I've started like, I've had like, okay, just one second. I'll I'll try and count them all. Yeah. <laughs> this would be, uh, probably the third or fourth. Uh, all right. The, the furthest I ever got with the other ones were like maybe like episode twelve or something like that. Um, one oh, of them all I. Right. One of them, I am kind of sad that I got rid of them. Uh, not that they were good, uh, but it's mm-hmm. like you know, g- good memories of uh, bullshitting around with friends, right. stuff like that. But it's like you know, it's <laughs> right. I, I don't miss them that much, especially uh, especially with like uh, how low quality they were because uh, my old laptop's fan would uh, mm. would would uh, sound like a jet engine. <laughs> so every one of my every one of my videos right. from like. 2014 to 2016 had this awful in the back the entire time. Can I, can I
1: just say in eight years of making video, this podcast is my first time making something like with someone like I've always done. I've always done everything completely like by myself alone. And even today, like it's still the only thing that I do with someone else. Like my videos are I do 100% of the work. I've got mm-hmm. no one else to help me. Not that, not that like, I don't want to, to be fair, but
0: yeah, know, no, I get it. I've Good. gotten
1: like, this is the, the thing that's really cool with, um, uh, you know, with doing everything by yourself is that, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of experience in video editing and, you know, Mm. a a bit in Photoshop. Um, I know really well how to use microphones and cameras. I've learned in the past three years, I've learned so much about how to mix and how to make music. And it's all the the type of scale, you know, like if you go just like a a couple of years or a couple of decades ago, you would never find someone who's, who's like so diverse in their um, you know, and the things you can do. And now thanks to the internet, you got so many resources to learn things. Oh and, yeah. Uh, no. I, so great. Um,
0: yeah. It's like, I, um, <laughs> I, I can even remember like the, the software I use. This is before like OBS was like a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I use now for streaming and everything. Uh, right, but same. Uh, I would use, I would use a software, uh called Screencast O Matic. Uh that would that would capture my screen and my face cam. Oh. And it was uh <laughs> I don't even know if the company's around anymore. Uh it's probably a scam. I mean it worked, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay okay no they're still around. Most things were
1: a scam at the time.
0: Oh yeah, they're still around. Uh, why do I know th- Oh yeah that yeah. Oh Jesus, that interface. I'm looking at the interface on the website right now. It's 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 taking me back. It's taking me back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um But I would do I would do let's plays and stuff like that. Like I remember I did uh I was one of the first people this is true. I was one of the first people to play Undertale mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh Damn. I remember yeah, I remember that that game came out around the time that I was like not starting, I think I was like a few months in at that point uh but i remember that like it came out on steam and i remember it was getting like some buzz and i'm like oh, it looks pretty neat so i'll i'll start playing it and then immediately after i finished i just started seeing like pop up mm-hmm. all over the place and i was like man that's great and i kind of right. i fell in love i fell in love with undertale for the longest time and then i eventually mm-hmm. like burnt out on it completely and didn't even interact with anything in th- in the game until uh delta Rune came out <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, but like, so, you know, it was, it's always been, um, strange to see just kind of like, you know, I, I had this entire thing that I did for two years, a pretty big chunk of my life. Uh, mm-hmm. it's not, not around anymore. And it's a very, I never think about it usually. Uh, and I know and I don't regret it. Let me right. be clear. I don't regret <laughs> deleting, deleting any of it. I'm glad it's gone. Uh, but, but I, uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's very like, very strange to think about, but like, uh, yeah. what, so, so did you always do, uh, covers or like, did you, no, ever do no, no, stuff? no.
1: This is, this is my first time making covers. Like, mm, uh, okay. cause the thing is that I started, uh, I actually started YouTube before I started singing. Oh, like okay. I started YouTube in 2014. I really got into singing in like 2016. Um, and there was a a huge chunk from, like, 2016 to 2019 where I knew that what I really wanted to do was singing and making covers. But I knew that I was, like, horrible and that was that I was shit. So, you know, uh, I knew that I would just embarrass myself. So I decided to wait and try other things. I, I did less plays like everyone else. I did a bunch of those. I might, like, go to – but see, the thing is that I don't play that much video games because I always end up, like, not – Finishing them. So, um, I, I've never finished a, a single game uh, in a Let's Play. I've never done that.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. But I, I had... A f- it, it, yeah, <laughs>
1: every time I made Let's Plays, I always had a, a few go-to games, which were always like Ocarina of Time, uh, Mario 64, those types of games. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm. I, always did, um, I always did indie games. That was like my big thing. And it still is, mm. now that I think about it. Because I really... I recently just streamed uh, all of uh, the indie game Omori, uh, which was an incredible time. Yeah. And it's like the first time that I've done anything like that in four or five years now. And it was just a very, very strange feeling. It, it feels much better to call myself <laughs> a, a streamer than a, than a Let's Player. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it feel, it feels much better. And I just... It just, it feels, uh, streaming feels good. I don't know if you, I don't know if you feel the same way about it, but just like having a, an outlet like that where you don't, where you can create content like that, but you don't have to really like, I feel like this, yeah. this is going to come off weird, but you don't have to like put that much thought into it, I guess. Like I've done oh, stuff. Oh yeah, to, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have, I've done stuff to set up streams. I'm actually setting up a lot right now for a really big stream in the future, but um, but like, it, it just feels nice, I guess, is the way to say it, it feels different. Yeah. It's um,
1: <laughs> like, I recently f- got an idea for, uh, f- for like streaming that I want to try maybe this week or next stream, which is, I'm going to, uh, start the stream and I'm going to try to make us an entire song in one hour.
0: Oh, wow. I cause like I've that. seen,
1: cause I've seen that like. I've seen that on YouTube before, and I never really tried it because I didn't really know how to do it. But now that i made a lot of covers and that I've also been working on quite a lot of original music, um, I I want to try it. I want to challenge myself and try to do it. Uh, and Just, you know, because whenever I'm working on music, it's always something that, you know, it's meant to be good and that it's meant for people to enjoy. So I always think a lot about, you know, oh, this has to be perfect. This thing has to be perfectly in sync, perfectly, you know, perfect and yeah this seems like a good opportunity to just try to do something and not really not really caring that much because you know i can't really put like make that many takes because i've only got an hour Uh, (laughs) um but yeah
0: yeah
1: i I really want to try that and it's all
0: and it's it's also because like i it's also the streaming is good for me at least because uh you know, outside of streaming and schoolwork and the odd time that I uh, sit down to work on, you know, more uh, creative pursuits, uh, I don't really do much with like my time. Like, I, I'm obviously I've, I've said before that I'm uh, still still going through the uh, job finding process, uh, but right. like other than that, it's like streaming has been good because I am finally able to do something else other with other than my time than just sit alone. So it's a nice feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but uh trying to think of I I think I've kind of said all I wanted to say about I don't know what 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 other like old YouTube stuff did you like what what games did you play? Or I mean I think I I think we already talked about that. <laughs> but
1: yeah. Uh oh yeah no I uh, I know I didn't just do um us Plays. I did quite a lot of other stuff I did. Uh movie reviews sort of oh, like a nostalgic were nice, which were, nice. which were nice. just like the worst. Oh they
0: yeah. They were no. so bad. <laughs>
1: and I I want to say I oh man I can this is uh this is kind of embarrassing but I I remember <laughs> I once Uh, I once made a video reviewing a certain movie, I don't remember which one, but I remember that I completely, like, without any shame, completely plagiarized another YouTuber's video. Really? Because oh. I was like, I didn't bother to like watch the movie and actually try to find jokes and stuff like that. I was like, nah, fuck this. Wait, I'm just really? gonna copy this up. Oh and I, wow! Yeah, and I'm very happy that I had like no subscribers and that no one got to see oh, that because yeah, that's yeah. really embarrassing.
0: No, that's the same. I'm. I am so. You don't understand how happy I am. Yeah. That that my mm-hmm. old channel, that my like first YouTube channel, is that hard to find, yeah. because it's like that the stuff on there. I really like. I my favorite youtuber at the time as i mentioned was a uh, tobuscus and i was shameless in how much i i like borrowed from him like i wouldn't do like exact uh-huh. you know one for one you know stuff from him but uh mm-hmm. i i would i would rip off a lot of his comedy for sure um <laughs> which is just the most painful thing to watch back and i hate that yeah. a lot of my friends know about it <laughs> 'Cause I remember <laughs> yeah. it, it had the the only clue that still exists, and this goes for all my like personal friends out there. The only clue that still exists is that on one of my like one of my accounts. It's not easy to see, but I couldn't change the username on it. So the username is still the same as that as that old YouTube channel. It's not something that publicly mm-hmm. people can access. Uh but it's there. <laughs> for anyone for any, for any of my friends that are willing to yeah, work. Oh, right. uh, but god, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad uh I'm glad that that, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff like I'm glad that it, it's funny that it still exists. I I've not I'm not mm-hmm. regretful of that. Uh No, yeah. you know, it's it is it is unfortunate when people find out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, it's like so, sometimes I think about it because it's you know I see my older covers, and the you know the, the ones that are incredibly bad, incredibly incredibly bad where I sound like terrible. I'm using a very, like very bad karaoke track in the background, <laughs> and it just sounds like <laughs> shit overall. And uh, you, there, sometimes I think a little bit: should I keep them or should I just delete them? And then I think, no, I should. I want to keep them. Because yeah. if someone sees like my uh, the last video I made and then sees my first video, they'll be like, "Fuck, man, he's worked a lot to get there." Oh yeah,
0: no, never. That that's mm-hmm. the advice I can give to literally yeah. anybody who is doing this kind of same same kind of stuff. Never delete mm-hmm. the old stuff. You can private. Yes, it. you can private it. Uh huh. You can private, private it. it you private want to. everything you want. Yeah. In fact, for some for some things, I recommend it. But. <laughs> yeah for sure uh never delete never delete them you're gonna want those sometime <sighs> in the future like there is it's uh... like i said that the first video uploaded on that first channel was that specific day that's technically true but also technically false because there was a video before that uh it's not on youtube anymore mm. but i have it on my hard drive and it's just it's it's an old thing i did with uh with uh Oh God! What are those things called? Give me a second. I need to figure out what those what those toys are called. Um, it's not Mega Blocks. Bionicles. Uh, not Bionicles. That was too advanced for uh child me. <laughs> but it's like all right. <laughs> oh, that's gonna make that's gonna make me angry. I have no idea what those what toys those were. Uh, they were a like Mega Block. They were like Mega Blocks X esque but they're like a little more advanced than that. I don't quite remember. Uh, but I remember like, this is how far me right. wanting to uh, make stories go uh, goes is that I did a whole like scripted minute long thing with my little uh, Blocks characters of them building a house. Hmm. And I would draw, I drew, I drew like little effects on a piece of paper and I would like wave it in front of the camera. <laughs> and I remember I filmed yeah. it on my aunt's kitchen oh, wow. counter. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh man! And um, that <laughs> I gotta yeah. watch that video again because I think it's really funny. Um, that's something yeah. that
1: I that, that I was thinking of recently, which is like, I mean, I'm I'm guessing, like that was the case for me. I don't. I'm guessing it was probably the case for you. But like when I was a kid. Um, you know I have a few brothers and uh when my um and we all look kind of similar so when my mom wanted to like different differentiate us to to explain something to other people we she would uh like uh, tell us as like what personality we are and you know my brother was like the the one who does sports my other brother was like the the, the guy who plays guitar uh and for me it was I it was, i was the like creative one and um <laughs> I, I, I know if you're like kind of been labeled as like that creative kid or like that oh. kid that's got imagination, but that was see, definitely the case for
0: me. See, that's where you and I differentiate. Um, All right, I was I was a really boring kid. That was by choice, though. Uh, um, well, like I was, <laughs> I I remember when I was younger, I really didn't. I wanted to be creative. Like I had. Mm. Throughout all my life, I've wanted to do stuff like this that I'm doing now. But, like, a part of me was like, no, that's it's just embarrassing. Don't, don't do that. Um, and uh, it really only took until, like, late middle school to where I was like, I don't understand why I've ever thought that. <laughs> like, I was like, I love doing <laughs> this stuff, and I want to do this stuff forever. So that was when I started kind of right. becoming the person I am. But the label that I was most often uh, associated with when I was a kid was I was uh, I was like the uh, I was the smart one out of my uh, out of my siblings because like we had, oh really yeah oh well, I did not like... get that <laughs> <laughs>
2: well
0: it was like um, it was myself my stepbrother, and my stepsister uh, for most mm-hmm. of my life and it was you know myself uh, I was the smart one my brother uh, is like about a year younger than me he's the sports one. Uh, and, uh, my sister's about three years younger mm-hmm. than me was, uh, was the girl. <laughs> right. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's simple. Yeah.
0: It's simple. No, it was really, it was really that simple for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and it's like, <laughs> right. and you know, it stayed like that for pretty much most of my life. And it's like, I was called the smart one cause I would always read books. It didn't even matter if I was good at school or not. Uh... You know, eventually when I got, when I got, when I got older, you know. I started to become not good at school. Uh right. But uh you know, I I kept just kind of being the one who uh consumes media. Uh so I went from being the yeah. uh, the smart I went from being the smart one to now my mom uh very proudly it's very sweet. She'll like bring it up with family members mm-hmm. that we haven't seen in a while that while that like I'm the one who's out doing all this creative stuff and I'm like, "Man, that's that's weird oh. that 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 I'm that guy now, but it's also very yeah. it's very sweet to hear about that <laughs> from family members. Yeah. They also a lot of my family members uh watch my uh shorts that I do. Oh, uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. No, it's very cool, but it's also yeah. a bit worrying cuz like there are there are, I I there are ideas I want to go with in the future. I'm like that is going to weird some of my family members out. <laughs> Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's especially now if if any of my family members discovered that I stream. My my mom and dad know, but nobody mm-hmm. else does. <laughs> right. Well, it's like uh. the
2: the
1: uh, there's a lot. Of, like I, I've got so many so many family members that don't even know that I sing. Really? Because for the longest time, for the longest time, I had this weird thing where, like, I did not want anyone to know. And It's like, I I started really being like, oh, I want to learn to sing, and I'm obsessed with like, I really want to become a singer and everything. Around 2015, 2016, I mm. only like actually told my mom and like actually told people around like 2017. And oh man, I remember this is like this this is like the sweetest thing which is like I you know I told at some point I told my mom like hey you probably heard me sing because you know we do live in the same house and i am kind of loud uh you probably heard me sing and I re- would really want to like become a good singer and I would love to take sing lessons and I told her that and then she you know I've only got a brother who took like guitar lessons so she was like yeah yeah sure yeah uh, she was very supportive <laughs> of that. And then yeah. I remember I I remember oh man, it was I remember the because it was right before before Halloween. It was uh, October thirtieth. Uh, I went to uh this is gonna kinda date the story, but I went to a video club uh Ooh. Ooh. to uh to rent a few a few horror and Halloween movies for, you know, to watch on Halloween. Yeah. And um so my, my mom gave me a lift and we, we stopped in the, in the parking lot. And then she stopped the car and th- but didn't open the door. And I was like, what's going on? And she said, all right, I got to talk to you about something. Okay. And I- immediately immediately my mind went to, fuck, what did I do? Yeah, that's uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then she said, uh, I went to the, um, the, the the music school. It was like a music store and a music school at the mm-hmm. at the same time which was when my where where my uh, brother went for his guitar lessons and they taught like a bunch of different instruments including guitar and singing um, and she so she said I went there uh, and I asked them like if for, about you and uh, well you're having your first singing lessons in 2 days
2: oh. and I was, I was
1: so fucking happy and yeah so so yeah I've been Unfortunately, this place closed down at the beginning of the pandemic, oh, so I haven't shame. been able to get sing lessons. uh for fuck, almost three years. Jesus Christ.
0: Oh. Um, one of the no, one, of years, uh, always, uh, one of the things I'll always one of the things I'll always thank my mom about is uh her forcing us uh, as kids to go into extracurriculars. Hmm. Uh, because that was like the rule in our families. Like if you Mm-hmm. If you weren't uh, in extracurriculars, or it was like if you weren't doing like, they wouldn't. We wouldn't just not do anything. So we had to like either be <laughs> in an extracurricular or get a job when the time comes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she forced me into band. Uh, when I was, I think in fifth grade. All right. Uh, and I played uh percussion instruments for four years which just consisted of like you know like a snare drum or something like that and then when it came in time to high school which I don't know if it's the same in Canada but in high school in high school band like high school bands have a very like rigid structure there's there's like you know the flutes the clarinets tubas trumpets whatever like they all have their own sections and then percussion is this like tight knit thing where it's like drum line like that's the snare drums the bass drums and these huge things called quads—it's insane—and uh, I didn't want to do any of it. Hmm. <laughs> and I—I uh, <laughs> I, I thankfully was uh, put into uh, like a, a section of the band that wasn't too prominent at the time. It was more—it's more for bands that go to like state competitions, which we did. Uh, and it's called the uh, front ensemble, which is just kind of keyboard instruments. Uh, miscellaneous percussion things, but it's kind of in the net of percussion. So I qualified for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was where I discovered just how much I love playing keyboard instruments. Uh, like whether it be with like mallets or just piano in general. It is like I remember the first time I did it. I was like, for, for about two years of my high school uh, experience, I was on regular like percussion instruments and stuff. And I begged my band director to put me on a keyboard instrument the next year. Uh, And that was when I really (laughs) started to fall in love with that stuff. So I probably would not like music nearly as much as I do now if it weren't for being forced into band. And I don't regret, because I hated band for the longest time until I really started to get (laughs) into it. So I don't regret a single minute of all of that, all those years where it was like awful. (laughs) <laughs> to, just so I could get to that moment where yeah. it's like, oh, I love this. And I want to get back into playing music. But, like, you know, you know how mm-hmm. it is getting busy. But, you know, I would love to. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for me, I was never, like, forced into doing anything. Right. Uh, but the, the the thing was that whenever I – went to my to my parents and said like oh i want to do this thing you know unless it was like something really stupid or you know something like that they were pretty much always like yeah of course i mean just um for starters just telling my mom hey after high school i want to go to um to film school just that i know a lot of parents would be like no you're gonna go to med school or something like that something that's more safe um (laughs) and you know just in just in general like not uh telling their kids to go into something artistic but instead you know my mom has been seeing for years just how much i love to make you know by that point i've already been making videos for like six seven years so she knew just how much i love that she knew just how much i love movies and it's like i never really had to tell her mom this is what i want to do uh, please accept that because she always knew that this is what I was going to do and she was always fine with that she was like well if it doesn't work then you don't, you'll know it's not going to work but if you don't try it then you'll never know and you'll always sort of like re- you know regret that for the rest of your life exactly and, yeah y- you know it she was, didn't want that for, for me so that's great
0: it was something similar with my parents where it was like when I when I told my mom that's what I wanted to do which I think I did like halfway through high school I told her that I wanted to go to film school, she immediately was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) She was like, yeah, that makes sense for what (laughs) you want to do. My dad, though, Mm -hmm. took a little bit of convincing. He's totally cool with it now. Right. Uh, But, like, when I first told him, he's like, I don't know if that's so safe. He's like, I would love for you to be doing that stuff. Like, he was never against me doing it at all. He was just against the idea initially of, like, going to film school. So it was like, I mean, Hmm. I understand that. Completely, um, and for some people, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's hard. No, it's if this is the another like bit of like actual advice I can give to people. Uh, if you are considering going to film school, uh, you better be really into it. You better really want like that. Better really be what hmm. you want to do with your life, or like at least you better be passionate yeah. about it, because if you're not it'll eat you alive <laughs> like there have been times where i'm like where, I, where i'm like i am glad that i'm cool with all of this all of this work that i have to do because if i wasn't mm. i would be miserable
2: <laughs>
0: hmm. um yeah i had a i had a friend uh who uh, is a bit younger than me we were talking about it, and i'm like and they're like i want to go to film school like you do and i'm like mm, i'm like do you like that was like for. It, I was like, I was like, I'd love you too. But do you like this stuff? I'm like this is really, this is a really big thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> choosing choosing majors mm-hmm. in college is scary though. So I understand just how, uh, I guess, yeah. uh, how, uh, what's the word like, flippant people will be about it. Like the fact that yeah. uh, people change their majors all the time does not surprise me at all. Like it's, I. Mm-hmm. I immediately was like, yeah, this, <laughs> if I didn't, if it's, it's weird to me whenever I talk about this, cause it's like, when I always thought about, I remember it specifically was a, a train of thought I had in about like eighth grade, which is like the end of middle school for uh, Americans. Uh, so it's like we, I remember it was like you getting into high school and that's when you're going to start actually like seriously thinking about this stuff. And so I started to think like, okay, is there anything practical, uh, like any like normal careers that I would be even remotely interested? And it came out to no every time I thought about it. And so I settled on, Mm -hmm. I settled on film school. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I just don't think I would be happy doing literally anything else. So you know, it's a gamble. Uh, Same. it's a gamble, okay. and I think about the gamble every day. I <laughs> I think about what I'm going to do in the next two years. I think about what my life's going to be like when I'm out of college every day. Uh, but even when I mm-hmm. am a little bit scared of that, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm doing what I wanted to do. So I can't be that mad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I assume. Feel like I wanted to say something. I
0: really assume better. I assume it's the same for you. At least in some yeah, capacity.
1: Well, yeah, it's like I always knew the the first time I ever there was ever a job that I was like, oh yeah, this is the job that I want to that I want to do was when I was I want to say seven or eight years old. Um I've got a I've got a brother who's like eight years older than me who um did when he was in high school I was in elementary school and he did theater and uh one time I went to to to, to see a play that he that he made for uh, for his school and um i i i just remember seeing him on stage, and it was like just you know my brother who I'm used to seeing, who's just like a normal teenager. But then I see him on stage, and he plays this totally different character, and I thought that was so cool. And I thought, yeah, that's it. I want to become an actor.
2: <laughs>
1: and um, I ended up what's in, so I ended up doing theater uh, a few years later, but I did theater for like pretty much all of uh, all of high school. Um, I think I did uh, four years in total and um, I had I had a lot of fun no five years I had a lot of fun doing that but the thing is that that, that I noticed is towards the end I would see the you know sort of like a uh, our um, I, I guess teacher or whatever who um, you know the guy who would direct the the play and um, I, I just saw saw him you know working on the more like creative part and the cre- creation you know creating the 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 play and telling us what to do and i saw him and i was like yeah this is what i want to do mm-hmm. and um you know it has started before like you know from watching i i think from the moment that I, that i really heard that i really understood what a director did uh was when i was like yeah all right that sounds like something that that i really want to do and ever since that uh i've known that this is what this is what i want to do
0: yeah it's it's something similar here where like when i was a kid uh the major thing i wanted to do with my life uh i don't know i always loved my brother and i would do this a lot we would like you know we'd play pretend like that we were characters and some big story. Uh and I always loved playing roles, but I always just I always thought it was embarrassing to like actually do it. Um (laughs) so and I and to a certain extent, I still think that. I I am always genuinely embarrassed when I am in someone uh one of my friends like uh (laughs) short films or something like that. Even if I do a decent job, I just have that thought of like, oh I don't like seeing myself like that. It's very strange. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's even okay. It's it's even somewhat embarrassing to admit this, but one of my favorite things about being on stream and uh, playing games that don't exactly have voice acting, uh, I I love reading the dialogue because it just yeah. it makes me feel like I'm it makes me feel like I'm a storyteller. It's so fun like
1: it yeah oh i absolutely get that
0: yeah it's it's so much fun and i and like i said it's embarrassing to admit it but yeah i like with with amori i had such a good time reading that dialogue because it's such a well written game right and i was like yeah i i it's not it's just another aspect of everything that i that i love um but like one of my Mm -hmm. major moments where i knew that i wanted to be not just like because what what got me with being a film person in the beginning was i wanted to do um just visuals i wanted to be a cinematographer uh and then i realized i wanted more than that uh when i worked on uh school plays i was the uh for the longest time for m- the majority of it i was the uh the uh soul sound person like i would be the only person working on the soundboard with the microphones and sound effects. Uh, Hmm. And God, it felt good to like have a bunch of people listen to me like seriously, because that was the thing. Like when I was a kid, um, I, I, I would always try and, uh, just kind of blend in. (laughs) I would, I would always just kind of try to blend in. And then when I got older, it was like, yeah, I'll try and blend in more. But here was a place where it was like people you know actually listened to me and it was weird uh but it also felt mm-hmm. interesting like to be able to have all these people uh and have like everything work out well the way I planned it and that was something I was like that's that's really good I'm gonna be a director instead <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> yeah and obviously editing is a thing I've always really enjoyed mm-hmm
1: Yeah. What, what, were, what were some <laughs> movies, like, like you know, movies that got really got you into, like, you know, I want to do that? Are, th- are there any like Ooh. that? Um, movies that got, made you think, I want to do that?
0: The first time that I watched a movie and was immediately like, God, that is everything and, like, anything and everything that I've ever wanted to do was mm-hmm. uh when I first got into uh Wes Anderson's uh filmography uh... when I was I think I was okay. It was around the time Budapest came out. So I was twelve. Alright. Um and uh yeah, myself and yeah. some of my myself, my dad and some of his friends, we decided to get together uh one night, uh, he brought me along, we watched Grand Budapest Hotel and I was like, Jesus, that's amazing. And then throughout like the next two months we watched Every Wes Anderson movie every Friday, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: if if we were to talk about erasing like your memory and wanting to relive an experience, mm. some part of me wants to relive that experience of seeing those for the first time. Yeah, because God, I remember, I remember the first time I saw Royal Tenenbaums. That's why it's my favorite one. I remember I see I saw Royal Tenenbaums and I was so moved by it that I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I want to do forever. <laughs> like, that's, 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 that's <laughs> it. That's it right there. Um, right. but what was that? What were that to some of you? What, what were some of those to you? I'm trying to
1: think, but I think, I, I think my answer really is just the obvious one. I think it was Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause uh, it's especially, especially the last one. There is a scene in, um, you know, like the, the the last one is my favorite of the of the the eight movies, and there's a scene in particular, which is, um, the have you have you seen the every Harry Potter movies?
0: Yeah, I saw them all when I was very little. It's right. been a while, but I well, uh, so yeah, all right. I, mean, I don't know
1: if you remember, remember that, but you know the character uh, Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's there's a scene at the end where um, everyone thinks that Harry is dead and Voldemort's all like, Oh, I killed Harry Potter and then Neville just does this speech, which out of nowhere is just such a powerful speech. It's got all the music with it and um He's such an epic moment and then he pulls out his sword and says, "It's not over!" And then you've got Harry who just like comes back from the dead and just starts like shooting spells and the <laughs> whole the whole scene um it's the first time I was like, "All right, this is this is special." Yeah, this I is, remember this is yeah, I remember the
0: the event that was like Deathly Hallows part 2. Cuz that was the only Harry <laughs> Potter movie that I saw in theaters. Uh, and same, cause I remember my brother and I were very much into it. We actually, this is actually, this is absolutely true. Uh, we dressed up as a uh, Harry and Ron, uh, and we went to the theater to uh, watch it at, at, at midnight <laughs> the night it came out. Which one were you? Uh, I was Ron, but in retrospect, I probably should have been Harry <laughs> because I actually have a scar on my forehead.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm the boy I'm the boy who bonked my head as a child and lived. <laughs>
2: it's like it's hard it's to like, see it's hard I mean, to see in this lighting,
0: but I'll bring it up to the to the camera. Yeah, there it is. That's easier to see.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but, it's, but it's like I, you know, I as a kid, I would always watch like I would watch a lot of movies, but in the end I would always watch the same ones. Which were the Harry Potter movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. the live-action Scooby-Doo movies, those types of movies. Oh, yeah. And I've got, like, you know, very big nostalgic feelings over every single one of those movies. Mm-hmm. But I don't have anything as big as what I feel for Harry Potter. For oh, I get that. any other movie. Yeah. It's like, and I don't, I'm not even sure why. <laughs> I I, no, I don't even know why Harry Potter so much but it just I, I said uh, in the previous episode I mentioned how I recently rewatched every single one of, uh, of those movies because I, I do this once or twice every year and right. I've been doing that since like 2015 <laughs> Um, like honestly the first Harry Potter movie uh, I want to say I've seen it uh, 20 maybe 30 times wow it's <laughs> at this point it might be an obsession and i'm fine with that hey man that's um fun. yeah and honestly like i'm uh, right now i'm thinking about it like why harry potter and i c- could not tell you <laughs> i genuinely don't know
0: i, I mean I'm i sure get if it I, yeah
1: well, it's like I'm sure, I'm sure if i think hard enough i, I could find something but right oh, now i course. got nothing
0: <laughs> yeah that It's the same thing with me is like my brother and I would always just like kind of go through like movie series that we were like super into at the time. Like it was Harry Potter one, one like two year period for a while, for a long while it was Star Wars, obviously. Um, Mm. (laughs) I would say like the one franchise uh, from when I was a kid that I still really love is the uh, original Indiana Jones movies. Like I remember, my oh. my stepdad was adamant about showing us those when we were kids, uh, and I loved them. And I still I still really like uh, Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark, but I still need like to rewatch the other ones. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to think of like other things when I was a kid. It's it's very strange to me that I've had the same like the same like basic taste in movies uh, since I was like twelve. Cause ever since I discovered Wes Anderson, yeah. that was it. <laughs> there was no going back. Like that was that was like ah, uh, you know, you know, it's Wes Anderson right now. Soon is when I watched The Shining for the first time. Uh, then there was like just weird movies one after the other, and it just kept getting weirder. Yeah. And then I got into foreign films. Oh. Then it was different. That,
1: that's that's the point of no return.
0: Yeah, that is. Then everything changed. <laughs> I it's <laughs> I have this I have this it, uh it's not an argument but it is a it is a little like funny thing I talk about with my girlfriend all the time. She's like, "You watch all these weird movies." I'm like, "Yeah. It's cuz I love weird stuff." <laughs> I, I <laughs> Yeah. The weirder I I mean, I think if you I think the more bizarre you get with stuff, just it doesn't necessarily the more weirder the the weirder the better. That's that's not what I'm saying, but it's like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I like it when, I like it when people just like take their idea and go as far as they mm-hmm. possibly can with it. Yeah. Uh, and especially mm-hmm. if it's bizarre and especially if it works.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, uh, I was thinking about that the other day and it's funny how I've got like my tastes in terms of movies have, really have like three different timelines, which is like elementary school middle school and high school and then college <laughs> like right now uh, and in elementary school it was those movies that i mentioned the harry potters the Spider Man, all that kind of stuff yeah um high school middle school was when i really started to be like okay yeah i really like movies when i started to when i started to, to call myself a cinephile even though like i <laughs> you know i guess yeah i was but um i was started watching movies like um Forest Gone was a big one. My oh, my dad yeah. really, really, really likes Shawshank. So he showed me that, and I really, I really liked it. Those types of movies, the the, the types of movies that you know, you have to watch when you start to get really into movies. They're like the oh yeah, no it, the type. I, I hate I hate when people say that, but they're the type of movies that you have to watch if you want to consider
0: yourself a cinephile. <laughs> um, well, it's like I, there are a lot of movies. I that- get it, but like. Yeah, there's a lot of classics that I haven't seen. There's a lot of classics you probably haven't seen, but like a lot Absolutely. of it, uh, a lot of like my past with movies and kind of like a good testament as to who I am today is like it wouldn't be the same uh, if not for my uh, for my dad and having him introduce all this stuff mm. to me because he was he was really like the genesis point for everything. It was like he showed mm. me movies, he showed me TV shows. He showed me video games like he made he had me yeah. play mario 64 ds uh and that was that was a big thing that was oh, a wow. big thing for me he was the first he was the thing for music pretty much it was like a lot of the music that i listen to now i discovered hmm. on my own but like there's obviously still remnants of what my dad showed me and so it's like mm-hmm. it i think about it a lot and i talk about it w- with him whenever i see him it's like man yeah i genuinely probably i wouldn't i would not be sitting here with this podcast if it weren't for the stuff that my dad uh introduced me to at such a young age (laughs) wow (laughs) i i i I, i'm really happy with the way that everything uh turned out to get this uh podcast rolling i we haven't talked about it like since Mm -hmm. probably like the first episode but how insane is it that like you and i just met on on reddit randomly <laughs> <laughs> i actually think about
1: that a lot <laughs> like it's i don't know i feel i will say this is like gonna be the sweet all moment of the podcast i am very oh. happy that you <laughs> you found my post because oh. that was i, I remember like <laughs> there were like uh i think there was like a week from the moment where I had the idea to post um, to post on Reddit and when I actually did. And it was a week where I was so scared that all the the response I would get would be some people that would that were like half interested. And then I'd start a podcast and the other person would stop after like two or three episodes. And right. then I got your uh, your call and I I told I'm sure I told the story on the first episode but yeah to to those who haven't seen that the only reason pretty much the only reason besides the fact that you know you were a good fit that the only reason that I chose (laughs) you was because you were the only one who actually answered to me and you like you know I asked oh send me uh send me your discord and you did and then I called you and then you answered back (laughs) but then so I remember we uh, like you remember the the first call we, we got yeah. in it together when we first I was, met
0: I was on I was on my awful uh Chromebook which I have sitting over on my uh over on my bed hmm. uh but like I I was on that I was at my I was I was I was at, I was in my hometown uh just like hanging out with my parents for the weekend and I'm like yeah I I'm like I can call now <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just I remember it was very it was very strange because like the biggest yeah. okay, this is this is really mm-hmm. funny. Um yeah. but my biggest thing at the time was I was worried I wasn't exactly worried, but I was very I was like, okay, how old is this guy gonna be? Mm. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I had the same thing. Yeah. It was like, okay, am I gonna be doing this with like some random forty year old or something like that? Uh, which would be interesting, <laughs> no doubt uh but yeah. i am glad
1: if, honestly if you had answered and said oh i'm 40 years old i would have immediately said like yeah no i'm 18 years old that's weird and yeah, it's very i fair. i'd assume that a lot of 40 years <laughs> old would have been like oh yeah that's weird goodbye
0: yeah yeah i, <laughs> I, I am i'm am glad that it was you <laughs> not only because mm-hmm. not only because obviously it's like mm-hmm. not not only because i like talking to you but it's also like I'm glad they were the same age (laughs) or like, you know, pretty much the same age. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, you're what, like 2002? Yeah. Yeah. 2003 for me. So it's basically the same thing. And like, I I remember you you told me your age. I was like, oh, thank God.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was the same thing for me. (laughs) Oh my
1: God. And no, I feel like, I don't know, from... From the moment where we did that first talk, Emily was like, "Was like, all right, I'm not asking anyone else. This is the guy I'm looking for." Because it was like, I actually remember that, like, on our first few calls, and even on the first few episodes when you really, like, we were like, when we were like starting to get to know each other, we were sometimes you we would talk about something, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm this, this the same way about that thing," and that's. <laughs> This, this really really weird, but like, I I think we got we both got very lucky to like oh yeah
0: and get together. And
1: <laughs> it's like Ugh. yeah,
0: and it's like I, I the moment I remember so clearly. I was like literally about to go to bed. I'm like I'll hop on the Criterion subreddit for a little bit, and I was just kind of I was looking oh. around and I saw and I saw your post and I was like oh. <laughs> that sounds like fun. And I'm like, cause like at that time, <laughs> at that yeah. time, the only thing I was doing regarding like the internet or YouTube in general was I was like mm. very, very sporadically like making shorts. And I thought, I thought that was going to be all. And then you and I started talking into the mm. podcast. And then that, that kind of helped me. It helped me kind of like get back into the mood of like, Oh, you know what? I should get. I should get back out there and start doing more creative things more often. Um, Damn. So I'm. I no. I'm happy for how this all turned out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like I. It, I had wanted to make a, a podcast for like actual. No, not necessarily years, but for a while. Oh, and yeah. I knew that I wanted to make a, a podcast about movies, but like. I never really knew anyone who was as much into movies as I was and who <laughs> wasn't too, like... I did not know... Un- until I went to, to film school, I didn't know anyone who knew what the Criterion collection was. And uh, even in film school, I didn't know anyone who, like... You know, was the, the right type of person yeah. to make a podcast with. Uh, but, yeah. But, you know what? You know what I think is funny, though? Is we're talking about this whole thing as if we'd been making that for
0: years, it's we, only this it's is only it's this only is our twenty first yeah. episode. It's only been like it's been a few months, six months, yeah, six months. It'll be a Dude. year before we know it. But <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Oh man, can you imagine like the the first anniversary of movie dudes? Oh god, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely Shit, crazy. We gotta,
1: man. We gotta make something big.
0: We gotta do something big. Here's another big Shit. thing I noticed recently. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look it up. I want to see like exactly where it's at right now. I forgot that when I go to Google and type in our name, that's not the thing that comes up. Let me go to YouTube. That's actually. Here's the thing. Uh, when you look up movie dudes, just the words movie dudes yeah. on YouTube, we're the first podcast that comes up. So suck it! <laughs> but, Hell yeah! <laughs> but um, I was talking with my friend the other day who uh, does a lot of creative stuff too, and he he's the one who did our uh, overlay and our thumbnail, uh, like uh, ah. style and everything. Uh, Is my friend Joe? He's a very 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 good man. Uh, but him and I were talking, and he was like, I just randomly looked at your YouTube channel, uh, or at Movie Dudes. Uh, one of the episodes is almost at 100 views.
1: Yeah, take a- the get- Perfect Blue episode. It's yeah.
0: Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue is absolutely yeah. going to be the first one to reach it. And that is so crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like – and it's – I don't really get – because, like, for the longest time our like, most viewed videos were pre- pretty much, like, in chronological order, like – our first episode was the, the mostly video for so long. And then out of, out of nowhere perfectly was just
0: like, hello. <laughs> and I don't, I honestly I have no idea why it could be just like, and like, it's, it's not that there's a lack of perfect blue content on the internet. Uh, but yeah, but th- mm. not a lot of podcasts have, uh, talked about it, I guess. It's, uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to think of like, like, other movies we've, we've talked about that are, like, extremely niche. is one of them. <laughs> Mishima's probably our... I would say, like, either... Mishima's niche. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I would say, like... Mishima and Solaris are probably, like, the most niche ones we've talked about.
1: Yeah. Run, Lola, Run is also one that is pretty that like, one's That one's super niche. I just I, I just remembered that. that yeah. yeah, that one's very neat. And uh, the thing, for all of eternity, this movie is our first episode, which I think is just <laughs> like... It really does show that we use a randomizer.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it definitely it's shows. Like, no, well, it's,
1: you know, I love Run, Lola, Run. It's a really oh, good yeah. movie, but like, it
0: would never be my first choice for a movie. No. It, it really like... That was the that was kind of my idea, or like that was kind of my mentality with you know randomly choosing or you know deciding to go randomize it for the first episode because it's like you don't want to like spend too much time thinking about it when it's the beginning, I guess like if it's yeah. the beginning of something like this, let's just mm-hmm. jump right in and start going so I mean, yeah, i was i I'm happy with well, it, obviously, but i it mm-hmm. is nowhere near my favorite movie that yeah. we talked about <laughs> no
1: but it's i i remember uh, when we were start, uh, talking about like starting the podcast um, at some point you were like all right so what should be our first movie <laughs> yeah. and i thought i thought that it, you know we we should start by what we ended up doing which is make a pilot episode where we just talk about our favorite movies and a bunch of different stuff wh- rather than one specific movie because we would never find a single movie significant enough to be the first movie and it wouldn't really make sense to start with like just a random movie. Yeah. So like, I think, I think this is one, like I want to get, give myself some credit for that. I think this is a really good idea. Oh yeah. No, it's a a
0: fantastic idea to start with the pilot episode. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, like there's so many movies, like I probably would have never watched, uh, Harold and Maude if, uh, if not for you. Like if I had if I had not yeah. heard about it from you, I probably would have never even touched it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not from any like, <laughs> not from any kind of like, because it's a great movie. It's not from anything like that. It's just legitimately like I yeah. just I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, which is inter- interesting because it's like it, you know, your favorite director is Wes Anderson and it's got a mm-hmm. very, very Wes Anderson cl- it's feel very, it's very close. It. Yeah, very close. Yeah. Um. Yeah no, I think mine would be probably run little run. The in terms of uh, movies that I probably wouldn't wouldn't have seen. Yeah. Uh, well to be fair, Solaris definitely would not have been my first Tarkovsky.
0: Oh yeah. That that like, was mine yeah. purely because mm-hmm. I loved how the cover looked. Like I remember oh, wow. <laughs> I remember I was on Amazon just kinda like looking through criterion and I saw the Solaris cover and I'm like, oh <laughs> I was like that one looks good. Um <laughs> But, yeah. like, honestly, I, I think my – this is an interesting question. What do you think is, like mm-hmm. – I don't know. What do you think is, like, the episode that you're most happy with us making? Like, not even in terms of how good the episode is. Just, like, an episode that you're really happy with.
1: You know what? I've been thinking about that last week. I, and I think maybe my favorite episode might be the Mishima one
0: because mm, i close. just
1: thought like i just you know it's one of the episodes in terms of like how much fun i had shooting the episode yeah. just with all our like our reactions to the oscars nominations oh yeah and, you no, know, that one's fantastic. my me me raging about Denis Venev <laughs> and you raging about don't look up <laughs> uh i just like you know i'm, I'm t- talking as if it was like a while ago it was last week yeah it but, was,
0: like <laughs> yeah it just um, i knew whenever the oscar nominations would come out i knew whatever mm -hmm. episode that we talk about that would inevitably be one of my favorites uh
1: yeah of course yeah
0: uh but in terms of like in terms of my choice there's there's episodes like perfect blue where like the movie itself is so close to my heart like i love that movie so much uh but then there's also Mm -hmm. i think yeah genuinely one of the episodes that i keep returning to uh like even just to listen to fragments of is uh is house i, I think about that one a lot because uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah no house is genuinely probably like it's in like probably one of my one of my favorite movies that we've talked about because i genuinely yeah, love i genuinely love how strange it is uh but yeah you know it's like I don't know if I don't even know if like I particularly love the episode. I just love that we talked about it.
1: <laughs> it is like yeah, kinda of, kind of amazing that this happened to be our second episode. And I think we we made it clear, like, before we made that episode, we both made it clear very fast that we both love this movie.
0: Oh yeah. Cause that was another one of the uh Criterion movies that like I initially was like yeah, I want to see that. Like when I first started getting into Criterion, I remember yeah. seeing that movie uh, recommended yeah. or like, you know, it was one of, it's because it's one of the big Criterion movies. It's one of the ones that's talked about a lot.
1: Oh, it absolutely uh, is. And yeah, I remember yeah.
0: it being talked about. And I remember seeing it and going so like, any- <sighs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I want to see that.
1: <laughs> I'm starting uh, to think what, I, what actually made me want to watch it? I am not even sure. I remember watching. It was in uh Ethan Hawke's clo- closet Picks. Mm. It was with another guy. I'm not sure who he was, but that guy was like, "You should watch it. It's like doing LSD without actually having to do <laughs> yeah. LSD." Um, and I thought, well, that sounds amazing. And I saw, you know, kind of more that it was the the type of very crazy Japanese movies that kind of feel like almost cliche. I thought like, oh, that's just really cool. And then I watched it on the Great Thune channel and I was like, this is amazing. And I'm having such a blast watching this. Um,
2: yeah.
1: And now, oh man, I'm going uh, to, fuck, what, what, who's the director? Uh, Of, of House? Of House. What's uh, no, name?
0: Nobuhiko Obayashi. No,
1: Nobuhiko, Yeah. From since we've made that episode, like, I, I've been thinking of just how much I want to watch his other movies because he just seems so, like
0: such. I uh yeah. I don't know if we talked about this or not, but uh I uh was able to snag a copy. It was a little pricey. It was like fifty bucks, but I knew I had to. Yeah, I, I snagged a I think copy. You mentioned that. Uh, I think I mentioned it to you. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I uh I snagged a copy Maybe. of uh. Uh, his final film, Labyrinth of Cinema, which I still have yet yeah. to watch. I uh, it's mm-hmm. I hate how many movies I own that I haven't seen. I, I really need to <laughs> hunker down and watch all of them. But uh, I it was mm-hmm. it was in buying Labyrinth of Cinema that I realized that so many of his movies are either completely or either like partially unavailable to like us in the west. Uh, you know, other than you know illegal means, uh, or right, they just aren't available at all, and are ba- are barely even available in Japan, and the fact that there's so many shame. uh like that from this director that I think is so wholly unique is such a shame, mm-hmm. and I really, yeah. I really want to start up a project soon to try and collect as many of his movies as I can because genuinely I think Mm. he's one of the yeah one of the more interesting uh I guess uh directors from the from the era of or just from 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 Japan I I love I love Asian cinema a lot but he's one of my favorites for sure
1: yeah, it's like when I when I first saw like when I first heard of *Labyrinth of Cinema* and I first heard like what it was about, I thought like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be the best movie I'm ever gonna see in my life." <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's I, it's uh, available. Uh, I was able to get a three month m- m- subscription to a movie. Mm. Um, and it's available there. So oh, is it very? I'm good. gonna try to watch it at some point. Uh I guess man. This is not a movie that you, like. This is not the type of movie that you'll see everywhere, you know.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah,
1: it's like the movie that I'm having a lot that I tried to watch at some point, but that I had a lot of trouble finding was uh, *Suspiria* by uh, Dario Argento. Mm, uh, yeah. That I've I've heard so many people talking about just how amazing it is, and I'm I I'm a massive fan of like colored lights so just for that i really i feel like i had to see it yeah Uh, and then a few months ago i tried to i couldn't find it anywhere so i just went like fuck it and i saw something else yeah but one day one day
0: one day yeah it's yeah (laughs) it's just it's a big it's a big like thing i've always had in terms of like how i i guess view um the entire situation of uh of uh you know, watching movies through uh, other means is, uh, is if, if you, if the original company hasn't made it available through any means that I can purchase or stream, or even like buy a DVD of it out Mm -hmm. where, or out somewhere, then I feel like I'm with, I feel like you should be within your own rights to be able to find it your own way. Obviously, you know piracy is no, is yeah uh, is not cool. But also, uh, what what do you, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, like, it's the whole. It, it's uh, still the whole thing with yeah. like emulation and uh, of like old games yeah. is that a lot of them don't exist anymore except for emulation. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. How the fuck do you want me to play Mother
0: Three besides emulation? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nintendo. Uh,
0: How? yeah oh my god can we talk about that for a second with that with that nintendo direct oh my god For fuck's sake i was i remember i was sitting there i was sitting there with my friend and i'm like there's no way it's mother three stuff coming and then we saw like earthbound and i was like okay and then earthbound beginnings i was like ain't no way ain't no way and then it didn't happen and then it didn't happen (laughs) i was like oh oh for fuck's sake There was a moment uh, I remember, oh, what was it? I had a dream. This is true. I had a dream, like, I think last night where uh, Nintendo revealed Mother 3. Like, that's a real dream I had. All right. That's how how much Uh, it invades my subconscious. So, Nintendo, if you don't want people to pirate your games and emulate them, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah that's it's like
1: people aren't just just gonna be like all right well i guess i'm not playing this amazing game
0: oh yeah they're gonna find a way nintendo it's... you could at least give them that way they're gonna yeah yeah uh-huh yeah well it's if you it, it's yeah, a whole thing you can
1: you can yeah it's like it is it, it is so weird how it feels like they don't want to acknowledge that this game exists yeah and it's so weird
0: yeah Here's okay, here's one situation where like even if it's yep. like the only legal way to watch it, I'm not going to do it is uh for mm. newer movies that are hard to go see in theaters that go up on a uh rent that go up on like streaming services to rent uh for $20. That is insane. Yeah. Like recently with uh the new uh Walking Phoenix movie, uh, come on, come on. Uh in America it yeah. was only available for like, I think a month, uh, for, uh, renting mm-hmm. for 20 bucks. And like, I looked at it and went, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. And then like literally today when I was watching, uh, her, I was like, wait, what about that? Come on, come on movie. Like, is that, is that out yet? And yes, you can rent it for about five bucks, which is extremely reasonable. Uh, so yeah, I will, I will try and watch that very soon. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard a
1: lot of a lot of good stuff about it.
0: Oh yeah, same here. It's but, like one of my yeah. friends. It's it's like one of my friends' favorite movies the last year. So I really I really got to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but, but yeah.
1: yeah, it's also the same thing with like, um, it's it, there. There is kind of a feel of like, for example, if you take Disney and MCU movies it's like if you if you steal i I've heard someone say it and i i kind of agree with it which is like if you steal from massive corporations it's not it's not actually stealing which uh yeah it's, they're it's not, kind of like in an extreme way but it's, like
0: it's still stealing but it's stealing but what are they yeah but what are they what are they gonna lose <laughs> why would they care
1: what what are they gonna <laughs> lose? One yeah. person who doesn't give them like ten dollars. I'm
0: sorry, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh God. But uh. I remember no. So, um, mm-hmm. there was oh God. What was it? A couple of years ago. This was during COVID. A friend of mine uh, got really into pirating games. Uh, and that was the only time that like I've ever like kinda of like been involved with anything piracy related that I was ever like, you know what? I don't think I agree with this. Because it were like it was it was partially that, but also partially like, mm-hmm. these are multi million dollar companies and nothing is like really going to be different if like someone pirates it. Uh but like, you know, when it comes to here here's something though. When it comes to a foreign film uh, or any other, like, any other kind of, like, mm. game, album, uh, you know, movie, or anything like that, that's, like, new, and or that that's, like, you know, yeah. very independently produced. I will never pirate that. That is always Same. something that I, that I will spend my money on. Because you know that that money matters. Um,
1: yeah. It's, like... Was the same thing with like shops. It's like if you steal something from Walmart, they're never even gonna notice. Yeah. But if you steal something from a small shop, this could actually impact them. Yeah, if you steal something Uh, from a corner
0: store, you're an asshole. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: There, um Okay, there's there's a there's a piracy situation going on, uh like right now. Uh and that is with uh the mm-hmm. new uh the new Kanye West album uh donda 2 uh, uh, in which uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you know, uh but Kanye has released a uh, a little a little gadget uh called a stem player uh where you can where you you're given the isolated stems of the vocals the instrumentals and uh the uh mm-hmm. and the drums and like the bass and everything and you with this little gadget are allowed to like separate all that and like kind of make your own re- tra- remix a track. It's a neat little thing. Uh this is but, really cool. This is no, really yeah, cool. No, yeah, it's a really cool gadget or like a little, little little toy. I don't I don't know what else to call. it. It's a tool. You can make your own stuff with it. It's really cool. Uh yeah. But mm-hmm. what uh what Kanye is Kanye's decided to do is he's releasing his new album exclusively for download on his uh on his Stem Player. Uh so unless you own a stem player which is about $200 uh you cannot listen to his album legally. Uh and uh and as a Kanye West fan I'm not buying it. But I'm going to listen to that album. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to get in I'm not even going to get into how. I'm just going to. <laughs> yeah.
1: But like there's been times in the past yeah, especially where Especially music like
0: Oh yeah. Like there's been times in the past where like pirating music has been a big thing. I guarantee you this is going to be like the most pirated album in the last like I, I like 10 years. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz it's like, you know, when
1: the internet started, that was a massive thing when the music industry hadn't adapted to the internet yet and there oh, was yeah. the whole like you wouldn't steal a car type of, type of oh, thing. Oh yeah. What, uh... what was the
0: band that tried to sue Napster? Was it Metallica? maybe i think it might have been
1: i don't remember <laughs> uh that does sound familiar so yeah, i'm going to say that you're right
0: i i'm pretty sure it was metallica like you know but makes you know, i remember sense that that, that was head, a big yeah. thing back then cuz it was like oh man <laughs> it was like yeah. Yeah, metallica sue and napster what's going to happen
1: <laughs> yeah uh and then you know itunes arrived and spotify as well, and now we've got like so many different platforms to listen music to, and yeah. now you've got this thing where people are kind of starting to. Uh... We mentioned that in the previous episode, but there was there was the whole um, Spotify thing.
0: Um, where yeah, was yeah, it? with with uh, Joe Rogan yeah. and uh, yeah. artists like Neil Young pulling out. That kind of thing has died down. Yeah, I really, I really thought it was going to be uh-huh. like. I really thought there was only going to be like two outcomes with one of them being like people Mm. are going to pull out or no one's going to care in a month. And here we are. Yeah. Nobody cares.
1: Here we are. To be fair, they have deleted like quite a, quite a lot of episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, they
0: have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which I, uh, which I I am never an advocate for lost media. Like, uh, even if it's, even, even if it's stuff that. It's not lost
1: media though.
0: Yeah, like, I'm sure some people have, like, uploads of it. So, you know, as well, long as...
1: it's No, it's not even that. It's on YouTube.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's still on YouTube, you, so... I thought he deleted those ones, but apparently not. I don't... Oh, well.
1: <laughs> I, I have no idea about that, so maybe I'm... Maybe that's what, what what I said is not correct, but I have no idea, so... um, But, yeah, it's... The only reason why I would agree to, like uh be mad against spotify is how much they like how little they pay the artist which is really yeah, stupid because without bad. the artist it's they would not exist bad. it's really yeah. bad um and i'm glad that i like you know i don't have like I, you know i feel like if i had a massive following and i was actually making music as living that would bother me a, a lot more because that would you know that would be like specifically about me but yeah, You know, now I'm glad that I don't have to rely on Spotify paying me like, you know, 0.00001 a listen.
0: Which there's something I didn't mention, which is the reason why Kanye is making his album exclusive to a stem player is because of the poor, uh, the mm-hmm. poor rates that he's paid through uh, streaming services, which is a decent idea. But. well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's like, like it's a decent idea, but it's like. If you really wanted to go independent with it, why don't you just sell the mp3 files on your website or something like that? Yeah. Don't sell the mp3. Don't do put a, it, don't put do it what behind, people did back in 2010. Yeah. Don't put it behind a $200 paywall. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Now this is stupid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, literally literally like 1% of people are going to do that. And then the other 99% are going to pirate it. Yeah. You could have you could have made a lot of money. The people like obviously he's making a lot of money with the purchases of the STEM player. But he could have made a lot of money as well with just putting the album up. Probably could have made a lot more money from just selling the the, the (laughs) I would have bought it. I would have done it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you're definitely not alone. Exactly, yeah. Like Yeah. I mean, I feel like the people who are actually gonna buy the STEM player are either very rich. Or very stupid or both? Probably both.
0: <laughs> well, like when when the um, when the STEM player initially released, I remember I saw it and I'm like, that's kinda cool. I'm like, that's a cool thing. Like if he ever drops mm. the price or something, I might consider it. Like it's a neat little gadget. I don't think I'd ever buy it for yeah. it. I don't think I'd ever buy it for anything less than a hundred dollars, but you know. <laughs> mm. I remember uh, I've I've been seeing people who've been buying it specifically for the album and obviously uh the album didn't come out on the 22nd cuz of course it didn't cuz it's Kanye. Uh but, mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's I think I think the world of streaming is probably going to change a little bit within the next couple years with like just kind of the yeah. rates. I hope it does at least.
1: Mhm. Well, it's you know, you've got like I mean, obviously, when streaming started, you had Netflix and you had a few others. Then um, around like twenty twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, 2019, 2020, you had the whole craze where everyone, every single company and their moms were making their own streaming service. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and f- now I feel like it's kind of starting to die down a bit. It I is. I feel like yeah. within a f- couple of years, you know, if, if if we can live in a world where we have like three different streaming services that'll be great yeah i mean like we're very lucky in canada because we have this amazing creation of humans that is called crave yes yeah yeah, you talked
2: about
1: yeah which for those who don't know is a mix of hulu and hbo max and a few other streaming services that aren't available uh here so you know if i want to watch dune or if i want to watch like euphoria or you know those types of shows just use Crave. it's all <laughs> it's all there it's all there
0: the only um, i think the only for for people in america i think the only necessary streaming services are hbo max and netflix and maybe hulu yeah if you want it and disney plus disney plus is really yeah. good um especially if you have a kid oh my god the the amount of times yeah, if you have a kid oh for, forget about it there i remember uh my uh we have uh, my little cousin comes over to my dad's house a lot uh and literally every time she's there they just put on like something on disney plus and they just hang out it's like god that would have been insane yeah. when i was a kid i don't think i could have compre- even comprehended it oh
1: yeah, I would have loved Disney Plus.
0: Holy <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god, yeah, I would have watched stuff all the, the time. Best. Maybe it's good. Dude, that maybe just imagine. Maybe, maybe it's good that we didn't have streaming services. I feel like we wouldn't have gotten anything done. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Just just I mean just knowing the kind of person that I am. I don't I, know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, like f- screw the Disney Pixar movies. I don't just the fact that it's a place where you can watch every single Simpsons episode. Duh. like in HD. I took so it's, much
0: advantage of that. My first year of college, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> dude, oh yeah. Same. Uh, like just watching all like, this is something that I do like every Halloween since mm-hmm. Disney plus has come out, which is for all of October. I just watch every single treehouse of horror because they're I, like my favorite episodes
0: oh yeah i watched at least like the first 12 uh i have season oh what seasons yeah. do i have on dvd uh i think i have like seasons one through 15 i have a good bit of them uh because my dad and i used to collect a lot of dvds mm-hmm. um but that was what i used before and it's like now i'm glad that like even if those dvds like don't work anymore i'm glad that i have like a reliable way to watch it um, same thing with Futurama mm. now, because um, yeah, most of Futurama is on uh, Hulu. I'm pretty sure, or all of it is. Um, but I still have yeah. my old DVDs because that was what I watched growing up. Mm. That's what, and that's why I'm such a big physical media guy still. <laughs> like I, oh, yeah. literally today I went out in I went out to my local like used video store and I bought a Blu-ray of her just because I I wanted it. Ah, I I wanted to. That's i wanted great. to have a regular copy of it well i mean one so i didn't have mm-hmm. to so i didn't have to rent it again uh like i did the first yeah. time i watched it uh but yeah it's plus it's just good to have but yeah i had
1: <laughs> yeah Got like I'm, ve- I'm very happy to have like a pretty good i i'd say pretty good uh blu-ray collection
0: oh yeah same here which i'm
1: yeah which i'm looking at right now and i'm like ah, that's nice. i do- oh my that's god nice every day
0: see. every day i look over it and i'm like yeah. yeah same thing with my record collection yeah uh i've been i've been build- oh, i
1: wish i had one
0: i've been building up my record collection <laughs> since like 2017 i stopped for like two years uh but then i recently got into like more artists and i'm like well i gotta get some records from them <laughs> uh but yeah it's yeah. been it's been it's been growing i had to buy a shelf recently because i wanted an actual place to put them all instead of crates Ooh. but yeah it looks it looks real nice um
1: it's nice i'd love to have a, uh, to have a record player but i don't have the room so
0: oh i get it one yeah. day one day one day <laughs> well whenever you do ask me and i'll I'll tell you exactly what you what you need mm-hmm. to get uh because i've been i've been in this oh, game for, sure, for a while for sure for <laughs> sure awesome yeah Yeah. and i got a lot of friends who are too mm -hmm. so i can ask them (laughs)
1: there's there's like this um the this phil collins uh record set which which is like um uh, an album that he made which is like just you know a compilation of his biggest classics and the um, the record for for that is like massive and there's like three three or four different like discs and uh, oh my God. you know, I'm, I'm a massive Phil Collins fan. So like, this mm. is like the, the thing that
0: I want to have. The biggest record set I have is, uh, I have the original soundtrack from a uh, Persona Five, uh, and it's four records. Yo, it. I am so lucky dude. to have it. And I have the. Uh, it's. They they recently uh, did uh, pressings of the entire like every persona game they did a they did a pressing of every main persona game soundtrack. I couldn't afford all of them, but I was oh, able to, I was able to pick up Persona 4 and that's coming later this year. So I'm very very happy about that.
1: That's so cool. But yeah. If I were to have any any video game soundtrack and specifically records, it would be Persona 5 cuz it oh, just yeah. got the vibe. Mm.
0: It's it is the most vi- it's the most soundtrack which Um,
1: Uh, It is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time
0: Oh yeah Which in terms of uh, other I guess recent announcements uh, Persona 5 Royal and uh, Persona 5 Strikers soundtracks Finally got onto Spotify So I'm very very happy about that And other streaming services too (laughs) Not just Spotify
1: Yeah Not just Spotify
0: Yeah So if if you use Apple Music There you go (laughs) Um, Yeah Oh boy so, do we, uh, we've been going for a while? Do we, uh, we've been, 20, yeah. Do, do we want to get into next week's movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. You know what's funny is like this week, so I don't know if you saw that on my letterbox, but this week I actually watched Don't Look Up.
2: Oh, so, and I, and yeah, I, I did thought see like,
1: that. Yeah, I and I thought like, up. oh, the episodes, we're going to spend so much time like talking about Don't Look Up, but. We're probably going to end up talking about that let's, next
0: week. Let's save that for next week. I would love to talk yeah. about
1: that awful, awful movie. I, <laughs> I have stuff to say about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Very good. For sure. Oh, God. That's going to be great. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, that's going to be a fun conversation. Oh, God. That's going to so be tune, for
0: next tune in, week. Tune in next time.
1: <laughs> um. All right. So I just remember that I'm, I'm the one using the randomizer this time still. So. <laughs> hold on, let me... I get it, I get it. <laughs> I completely forgot. Uh, Hold on. Uh, Where is my... There it is. All right, and... The movie we are going to talk about next week, and I'm saying that with a massive smile on my face, is... Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Ooh, fuck yeah! Oh wow! So this is gonna be our first time, first time talking about
0: uh, Edgar Wright, wow. my favorite movie from him. So uh, I yeah. Uh, here here's a little here's a little fun thing. Uh, so recently, uh-huh. uh, for Christmas, I was gifted for my friend all of his uh copies because he didn't want them anymore. Of the original Scott Pilgrim vs. the World uh, series, uh, so I have all of those, and now that I know we're going to talk about it, I might try to read all of them before next episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try and read. I all I think just... I
1: might try to re- read them as well. Yeah, yes,
0: yeah, yeah, just like I did with Silent Voice, so it might might be a might be a bigger conversation since uh, that'll be part of it. Uh, and I've also yeah. never seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So dude, that will, that will also be part of the kind con- <laughs> I don't know. Why would you I, bet to yourself and spend so much time without watching it? I have, I, I have no idea. I still haven't seen any of the Cornetto trilogy either. So,
1: uh, I, uh dude, well, that's going to be an episode of its own though. Of
0: course I have the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. I don't even know why I haven't watched it. Like, I own it. Well, what the fuck's your excuse then? I don't know. I don't There's so many movies I have that I haven't seen, and I, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll change that. soon. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, next yeah. week. Hell yeah.
1: I'm so happy about, about that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, this has been uh, Movie Dudes. You can like and subscribe if you uh, like like what you heard. Uh, you can follow us on our respective social medias, Letterboxd, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and uh, Twitch, uh, which is all going to be in the description. You can also listen to this, spot, uh, this uh, podcast on Spotify and YouTube. Apple Music, uh, probably coming soon. <laughs> I've been trying to get that set up, maybe. Uh, but uh, have a have a good rest of your night or day whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Mm Bye-bye.
2: Bye.